It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in third and final hour of the program. If you want to call in, 508-996-0500. If you want to text in, you can use app chat on the WBSM app. And uh, we just had Council President Linda Morad, as well as Councilors at Large Shane Burgo and Brian Gomes joining us over the course of the last hour. If you missed any part of the discussion, the podcast will be up momentarily, and you'll be able to hear it in its entirety. The housing issues uh, were, were discussed. The possible ballot question regarding whether or not to have rent stabilization. A ballot question regarding whether or not to change the mayoral term in New Bedford again from uh, you know, it's just changed a few years ago from two years to four years. Uh, you know, after always having been two years, now they're looking at possibly changing it back again. So by my calculation, real quick off the top of my head, if that was to happen, that would mean that you would have only have had two four-year terms for mayor. Because the one that Mayor Mitchell is serving now, and then, of course, the ballot on November will uh, in November will have a mayoral race on it with that person getting a four-year term. So then the idea would be that by 2028, you would try to get it back to a two-year term. So that will be there as a non-binding question. And then also whether or not to repeal the Community Preservation Act and to not have that 1% of your taxes utilized for that. So um, all of that is on the table, plus whatever else you want to discuss. Again, 508-996-0500, and we will get into the app chat messages we have. But let's go to the phones. You are on WBSM. Hello. <sighs> Good morning, Tim. It's Catherine. Good morning, How Catherine. I was just going to read your app chat questions, but I thought maybe you were going to call in. So, Yeah, no, I, I just, after listening for the past hour, I don't know whether to laugh, cry, or throw up, honestly. Um, <laughs> uh, it just one something that uh, President Morad said, then something uh, Brian Gomes said, and then, then I've got a suggestion. Um, if I heard correctly talking about possible ways of reducing the tax burden that possibly, and I know she wasn't saying should or will, but seniors volunteering somehow to reduce the tax burden? Did I hear right? Yes. So the, the idea would be that um, some of the, the roles that need to be filled in the city of seniors volunteered to fulfill those roles and they would get a, a bit of a tax break. Okay, I'm being facetious, but what does she want us to direct traffic because we have no, fewer police? No, no, I think I mean, those situations you know, like volunteering at the precincts and you know for for elections, uh, you know be, maybe yeah. maybe um, helping out with childcare at the library or things like that, things along those lines. Yeah. No, nothing that would be yeah, out of the well, realm I of them that, being able you know, to. I do volunteer work, so I don't have a problem with volunteering. I have a problem with her suggesting that the seniors to help reduce the tax burden uh, by doing that. Um, they've already been shuffled around from, uh, you know, to different senior centers, and I know it's been discussed on the radio, but I still think the way it was done was horrible. Um, and I, I think, you know, uh, how about um, 
younger people uh, is a high school uh, civic engagement project doing some of that volunteering. But so that's that's one thing that really I, I, I gasped when I heard that. Um, I do think seniors are important, and I think we have our place in society, and we're not um, being respected in the same way younger people are, and volunteering is a way to show that, but for her to suggest that as a way of reducing tax burden, is it, I just couldn't get over it. Um, when uh, Brian uh, Gomes, um, and I wasn't at last night's meeting, I needed to take a break, but um, apparently there were some people who, uh, either at that meeting or the one before, something had... Um, it, it, there was an older person who had been upset because she was upset about the anger being expressed in the room or something and was frightened. Um, and Linda Morad um, saying that, you know, they won't tolerate bullying or uh, such behavior. My God, Brian Gomes does that at, at meetings. It just, it's incredible. The irony is incredible. Well, I mean, that was that was brought up uh, with the last meeting where I, I believe it was you that that they suggested that uh, he had been intimidating toward you. And he said, no, that that wasn't his intention at all. But it's, well, you know, it, how did you how did you take that situation is, is, is up to you to decide, not not other people. <laughs> yeah, well, the problem is when when any of the city councilors address in any way the person in the audience, like I was, um, we can't speak back. And that's not fair. Um, so, uh, you know, for him to have said that, his wasn't his intention. I don't know what his intention was. I know how I felt about it. And, you know, he, my feelings are my feelings. Um, and I do think, so get, sort of getting to the point I wanted to, I, there needs to be a way of, or um, a way of people in the city being able to talk with the city councilors in public, not one on one, uh, not on the phone, not in email, but in public at meetings. I think that's where some of this anger is coming from from people who attend the meetings. Um, and it, there needs to be a way for people to be able to respond. For example, when Brian Gomes intimated something to me when I was there, um, and Linda Mora did at one point about what I did not understand, it's not fair for people in the audience not to be able to respond to that. Um, so I wish there were, uh, I guess it would require an ordinance, but there needs to be some sort of meeting, at least once a month, I think, if not at the city council meetings, where citizens uh, or participants and the uh, viewers of the meeting are allowed to speak to. Um, and about, oh, I just want to add about term limits. I would like to see, I don't know if three years is possible for a mayor, but three years maybe, because I think two is too short uh, for a mayor to get her at his footing. Um, I would like to see a term limit for city councilors as well. And in both cases, um, a limit as to how many times they can be reelected, because we really need a change in, in uh in our city government and but, it's, it's but i mean i guess okay. you know the, the the counter to that is you know every two years there is there is term limits available because every two years the citizens have the opportunity to vote someone out well then i think there should be uh, a limit in terms of how many times they may be reelected. 
I think I think it'll be a very hard thing because they would have to put that to a vote of the city council to change the charter, and I think it would be very hard to get them to vote for that themselves. Oh, I agree. Isn't that part of the problem in the city? The power that the city council has. It's just, just and I'm not speaking about any one person on the city council right now, but that's, that's just too much power. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's definitely worth a discussion. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for the call. You have a good weekend. Okay. And uh, and and uh, some some very interesting points are and, and again you know uh, that that comes up from time to time. I'm not somebody that believes in term limits per se. Um, I do believe it when it comes to the presidency. I think uh, eight years is enough for any one person to serve in that role. I do also think that um, you know you can see the benefit sometimes of having someone in a position for a long time. So this, I mean, the citizens of New Bedford would vote for Mayor Ashley again right now if they could. Because they just kept putting him in for two-year terms over and over and over and over again because they were satisfied with the job that he was doing. I'm assuming I wasn't around. Um, but they were happy with him. And, and in fact, when he stopped being the mayor, he came back and was the mayor again. So I'm sure, you know, he, they, they'd vote for him now if he, if he could still do the job. He's just not able to anymore. Um, but if that's the case... You know, that shows that the voters have the power to keep someone that they that they want to have and that they have the power to get rid of somebody that they don't want to have. I don't think that the problem is necessarily that the and, and I don't mean this is a slight to any of the city councilors at all. But when you have city councilors that have been there for a long time, then the assumption of the voters is usually they've been there for a long time, so they must be doing something right. And again, I'm not saying that they're not doing something right. But I just think that, that the longer you stay, the more it benefits you in that regard. Uh, just because people have the name recognition of you, they've seen the things that you've been able to do, and so they feel comfortable filling out the circle next to your name again. But I, I think that that's also because that's a place that's been earned with that effort, too. So I'm, I've never really been somebody that supports the, the term limits idea. I think that you have a term limit every time that you have to campaign. And if people want to vote you out, that's that's their option. You know, you get a chance to do the job. You do the job well. People want to keep you in that job as long as you want to keep doing that job. That's how it should work. But maybe you feel differently. 508-996-0500. Um, I, th- I think that the conversation about moving the mayoral term back to two years is a very viable one. And not that I have a feeling on it either way. I actually always thought before I even talked to Mayor Mitchell about it, when, when this conversation started happening to have it moved to a four year term, I always was under the assumption of what can a two year mayor get done? What can a two year mayor do if, yeah, you get in, maybe that first year you can get the ball rolling, but then the second year you're campaigning again. So do you really get a chance to to get things moving? And I know it worked for, you know, over a hundred years in New Bedford before that, but that was just my first thought when I thought about it. So to me, the four year term made sense. Uh, but the more that uh, this came to be and when it came through and was voted on and people approved it, I said, okay, well, the people have spoken, right? Well, there's been a lot of backlash toward it since it happened. And a lot of people who there's people who didn't vote in the election and didn't vote for that question. Then there are people who 
didn't vote, you know, at all for, you know, they might have voted, but they didn't answer that question. They chose not to because they weren't sure how they felt about it. Now they've made up their mind. And there's, there's also people that voted for the four-year term that now say that they regretted it, too. So that conversation has been ongoing since since that was put forth. So I'm I'm not surprised that it's come up again so relatively quickly and I think that it'll it'll be a question to watch because you might be surprised by the results for something that was approved uh just a few years ago I would not be surprised to see the people vote that down and that's just based on what I've heard you know doing this job and working in the newsroom over the last few years 508-996-0500 you're next on WBSM Good morning. Um, I'm taking the opposite side of the street on this issue. I believe in, in there should be term limits, and, and I know part of it is I like fresh ideas. You have the same people. It's the same ideas, nothing really fresh. And by creating term limits, you're now forcing the public to get more involved because now they have to find somebody to take the place of, of we'll say, a city council person. You know, mm-hmm. because they already had their two bites at the apple. So now that forces the community to get more involved. That's the way I look at it. Because when you have the same people running over and over again, like I said before, it's the same ideas. Nobody wants to vote because, ah, yeah, they, that, they're there. There's somebody there. They don't have a motivation to get to the pal- uh, to vote. That's my feeling on it. And as far as the mayor... Uh, position being four years, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, right now, I'm thinking that, uh, and I don't know all the facts, so I'm being clear about this. Is, is it coming up because some people don't get along with the current mayor, and that's why there's an issue? I mean, well, I mean, that's why I asked Councilor Gomes that question because there will be critics who look at this and say you're only bringing this up because you don't like Mayor Mitchell and and he doesn't like you, which I don't, you know, I think is is, is a fair assessment of the situation. I was here when they went at it on the phone, but at the same time, um, it, it is a. Con- I was trying to point out in that conversation, it is something that has not gone away. It's something people have been pushing to have put back on the ballot uh, since it was passed the first time. So this, you know, it, it's it it's certainly um, it's certainly opportunistic that it's come up now. But at the same time, this has been something people have been clamoring for. So it's not it's not without merit to start bringing it up now. Yeah, but the people are also clamoring for a four-year term, too, so it's like, what really changed? And I'm really like to know, because I don't know this, in the state of Massachusetts, just want to know Massachusetts, is is the mayors, are they basically two-year, four-year, eight-year, what is it? They're a majority the four-year, if I remember from what Mayor Mitchell told us told us correctly, there it's a majority four-year term, that I think the only, then, two, the only two years left were New Bedford and Fall River, but I might be wrong on that. Well, then, there we, then there's the answer right there. Look, it, this is 2023. Move on, you know. Other than Fall River and New Bedford, everybody else is four years. You know, it should be a non-issue. It is what it is. Why do we have to be an odd duck on an issue like this? Because now it's sounding to me, it's more like a controlling thing. And that's the only way I can describe it. But yeah. if the majority of the state is all four years, then then so have it. 
I mean, well, end the conversation. The reason why these two-year terms came to be, at least from my understanding, was because people didn't want to have to take time out of their lives to be a mayor. Like they had things that they had in businesses and things that they had to get back to. So the idea then was that it was, you know, you weren't a professional politician, so you only did two years so you could serve. And then, you know, if you if you were in a position to be able to stick with it after two years, you'd run again. So now things have changed a little bit because now the mayor is just the mayor. So, um, uh, you know, I think that's part of it. But thank you for the call. I do have some other calls I want to get to and yep. you have a good weekend yep. oh sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there that will happen from time to time i apologize uh let me see if i can squeeze in a couple more here but then i gotta take a break you are next on wbsm hello good morning good morning tim it's on your mind you know uh brian gomes and linda morad talking down to us elderly uh they represent us i mean they sound like despots well, how did, talking how did, down to us how do you think they were talking down to the elderly what, what was what was talking down to you well because uh uh, I mean, oh, uh, they, he comes on. He's always belly aching about somebody making criticism about him, you know. And and they 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 say they talk for the people. I mean, they, we don't want this. I I talk to uh, friends of mine and family members and neighbors. They are against this rent control. You know, we have to remember all of these city councils who voted in favor: Baptiste, Tani, Morad, Marky, Giesta, Gomes, Pereira, Virgo, Lima. We need to vote them out. Well, the one who voted. For, uh, just to clarify, they're, they're not—they're not voting for rent control. They're voting to put it on the ballot for right. you and your neighbors to to have their say and to come out and say, if so be it that they don't want to see it, then that's the case. Yeah, but that's—that's—they wanted us to vote on it so that they can go ahead and do whatever they want. Because that's why the city's not going anywhere. What it's if stagnating? It, what if it comes back as seventy-five percent of the people say they don't want it? Do you think they'll obey by that and not not try to push forward with it, or do you think they'll push forward? And even if they do, well, it's going to be very. The reason why Sean Virgo is going along with this is because of uh, Mayor Michelle Wu in Boston and uh, and the city uh, council in Boston because it's their idea and they want to do it here. And, and then for uh, Mar Linda Mora to insinuate that, uh, tell us uh, to go out and volunteer. Many who can't even uh, you know walk around and all of that worked all their lives, saved their pennies. And she's going to tell us what to do she when she needs to represent us? She didn't tell you to go out there and volunteer. She said that maybe there's a, a, a possibility that seniors could get a tax break if they did go out and volunteer. Well, they should get a tax break now. We need, we need to get a tax break. We need to know where all our money's going. All of these social programs, these nonprofits, the city of New Bedford is catering, catering to nonprofits. You know, and the mayor goes along with this, John Mitchell. I mean, we're going to vote them all out. Well, I don't think the mayor is going to go along with it based on the way that the, uh, oh, yeah, the, the, the council president characterized it. But All right, I'm going to hold you there, but thank you for the call. And uh, let me see if I can squeeze one more in here before i got to take a break. You are next on WBSM. Yes, this is good discussion. It's airing out some of the issues, and uh, it's allowing people by the referendum voting process, non-binding, to have some say as to whether or not we have a four-year mayor or a two-year mayor. It's not something that's politically, you know, uh, we, uh, pushed on us. So all these discussions, I don't see why people are getting mad. They should be happy that they're uh, getting the people's, uh, you know, opinion on this stuff. I think that's the way it should work. After all, this is a democracy, okay? I mean, as, as and, much as we elect, elect elected officials to represent us and to make decisions for us, I love when elected officials are like, well, I'd like to see what the people think yeah, about this absolutely. before I move forward. Absolutely. And uh, uh, 
uh, on the issues, even that's the CPR there, Community Preservation Act or whatever it is there, uh, maybe some people won't feel that that's, uh, you know, showing any, um, any, any uh, preservation in the city. So the people should have a say, and the elected officials, the city council, and the mayor should listen to what the people say and then act accordingly. If they disagree with what the people say, okay, vote against what the people say. If they don't disagree with them, then vote for them. This is bringing, uh, you know, your uh, power right down to a base level to the people on the street. And, oh, again, the uh, homeowners and stuff like that, I think many of which are good people uh, that rent out to other people and try to keep things down, okay? And uh, Because, obviously, if you go to uh, up, eventually the people will move out, and I don't know where they're going to go, but they'll go someplace else, and you'll, you'll have an empty place. A lot of people want to keep a good tenant if the tenant... Uh, is good and not charge them an exorbitant amount of rent. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a very healthy thing. One other thing, I wish that the cable company would uh, live broadcast these uh, these uh, city council meetings. You know, from, they, from they what do. we've been told, it is supposed to be coming very soon. But I, I don't know what the holdup is. If you were able to do it via Zoom during the pandemic, you can do it with a with a couple of cameras in the council chambers. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that, and it, that would be great. Then people would get to see firsthand. Uh, you know, if Brian was a little overzealous talking to Catherine or, you know, if he wasn't, uh, you know, uh, what the case is. And you have a bit of a way of judging what's going on. Uh, the cable company, they just keep on going up our rates and give you nothing, you know, like that. I got a basic plan and I don't get anything for the basic plan. I went up from 20 bucks to, to $52 uh, now. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know what percentage the, the cable company gives to the local, but, the, you know, the city runs that. And then the cable company gives them money for it. Well, they should be motivated to handle, like you guys have handled local issues more than any other news outlet around, I think. And I think the cable company, since uh, they have a monopoly, uh, should have to cover uh, issues. I used to like it years ago, and it wasn't this cable company, when uh, Jim Phillips did the local news. Mm -hmm. That was great, you know? And uh, so uh, yeah, I'd like to see more pressure put on them to d deliver more in that area, the political thing, because, you know, you guys have really given... I think the people are voicing all this stuff by what you've done and uh, all your broadcasting during the day and even now in the night, you know, and it's making the representatives more answerable to the people, which they should be. After all, it's government for, of, and by the people. Absolutely. All right. I, I've said my uh, two cents, uh, Tim. I'll let you go. All right. Have a good weekend. Okay. Bye-bye. And uh, we will take a break. Callers, hang on. We will get to you when we come back on the other side, but I, I definitely have to take the break. We'll be back in a few moments. No, here W six zero five hundred. We'll jump right back into the phone calls, and then I will get into the app chat messages. I promise. You are next on WBSM. Hello. Good morning, Tim. Hello, Gilly. How you doing? All right. How are you? Good. You know, I heard Brian Gomes rattling on. You know about he was talking about me, but don't even live in in Bedford. Um, everybody knows the story about it, but I'm calling in about saying that. I disrupted the meeting with somebody else. Okay, I just want to bring it to the attention of the people. And this is all on record. Talking about di disturbing the meeting. I started talking after the meeting was adjourned. Okay? But I'm going to give you a scenario that happened in the chambers with Councilor Gomes. Okay? Now, he involves another city councilor, Scott Lima. There's, he put a motion on, on the agenda, and everybody was voting on it. That it they were voting. Scott Lima 
voted against the motion. And you can see it on the camera because of what Brian Gomes spun the chair or his chair around and called him a scumbag. What a scumbag, he says, about Scott Lima voting against him to Joe Lopes that was sitting next to him. And the other incident was after there was a meeting there a few years ago, if you remember when uh, they were trying to make philosophical schools uh, into apartments, there was a gentleman there that lived across the street. His name was Mason. He was sitting under the TV with the rest of his soul, Mayor Kalis, and I was sitting there. After the meeting, he walked over to Mason and started threatening him, right in front of the mayor, right in front of some of the department heads. And I said to him, get away from him. Maria Giesta, you can ask her, she called the cop, and this the meeting was over. She called the cop to go over there. The cop never went over there. Talking about disrupting meetings. Well, That's I'll, all on record about him. I'll, I mean, they're running that thing. I just want to say another thing, just a little thing. Another thing is that the reason they don't like us bringing up things, because they got the rules by the door. They, nobody's following them. But all evil needs to thrive is for good men and women to remain silent. And that's what they want us to to do it. Last night, there was a statement made by Linda Morad about the people, the constituents. I don't think they understand. That's what they, so in other words, in a bottle way, they were calling us stupid. But when it comes to voting, oh, you want to vote for me? You know what I mean? So I mean, I'll, 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 I'll huh? say I don't think saying that people don't understand necessarily means that you think that people are stupid. They I think... It, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but the layman's term, people, you know what I mean? It might but be they, how you take it, yeah, but I don't think that's necessarily the intent. Oh, no, maybe it wasn't meant like that, but you can't have city councilors, and like I, like I said yesterday, she's on tape calling me that word that I said, and in front of the chief of police and everything. Is that the way you want a lady to act? I will say, though, Gilly, at the same time, 99% of the people that go and, and take part in these in these meetings that are there to observe them don't have these issues with the counselors. It sounds like you know the rules. It it sounds they like you kind of sounds like it kind of get yourself into trouble too. Well, yeah, no, hey, listen, I take responsibility. But they put me through hell. You know, you take an answer. You know I've been fighting trip towers with Brian Gomes mentioned that I don't live in New Bedford. They didn't even help us. He had a meeting on June 18th. I, got, I I just I just got to move on, Gilly, because we're okay, we're move on. But the idea is, they're the ones that kicked me out. I've been living in New Bedford since 1959. I'm 71 years old, and they're still having the same problems. How come they don't take care of trip towers? That's all I want to know. There's people that forget about Gilly Sapiola. He's right. an idiot. It's, yeah, more more people. Okay. Yeah, but take care of the senior citizens. They haven't even fixed everything they were supposed to fix. Thank you very much. But Brian Gomes shouldn't be throwing stones. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Yeah, I just I know it starts to get into the interpersonal dynamics, and and a lot of the audience just kind of hears that and they say, "Ah, oh, come on, move on to something else." So I don't want to make this just a gripe session for everybody to call in with their complaints about the counselors. We can have the counselors come in sometime, and they can take phone calls, and then you guys can do it then, right? Then. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them I said that. They'll never come in. I do want to get into some of these app chat messages just because um, they've been coming in, and I, I don't want you to think I've been ignoring you. But um, I was corrected, by the way. Uh, my fault. 
I, I was trying to just recall something that the mayor had said without actually looking up the story related to it. So I was corrected that um, in Massachusetts, 23 out of 47 mayors are four-year terms. So 51% of Massachusetts mayors only have a two-year term. So the two-year is the majority in Massachusetts. Uh, so that would be, um, I can't do the math, but only 23 out of 47 have a four-year term. The rest of them are all two-year terms. So 51% of the mayors in Massachusetts are two-year terms. So I misspoke earlier. Um, I was just straight out wrong. I didn't misspeak. I was straight out wrong. Uh, let's get into some of these other comments. Roger in Westport says, Tim, to say that seniors should help with the tax burden is just not right. Maybe the counselors should help with the tax burden by volunteering themselves. Seniors have paid their part already. That's that's not necessarily what was being said. What was said was, and amongst a, a bunch of different possibilities of how they could help citizens, all citizens, with the tax burden. One of the things that was brought up was, and it was something that had been proposed before, and the idea would have been that if seniors volunteered, you would reward them for, well, you would reward them for that with lessening some of their tax burden. This, is, this, isn't, this isn't asking seniors to do more. This isn't saying seniors better get out there. This isn't saying seniors aren't paying their fair share of taxes. This is saying if they want to go out and volunteer, because, you know, seniors have time, you, you would assume that they would hopefully not have to be working all the time. So they might have a little bit more free time to be able to volunteer. So if you volunteer, we'll give you a little bit of a tax break on that. I don't see any problem with that. Nobody's saying you have to do it. Nobody's saying you should be forced to do it. It's just one option. And there'll be other options of how they can help lessen the burden for people with taxes, too. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, sorry, Bruce in New Bedford. If it's if it's going to be that long, I can't read it today. Um, let's see. Do either of these two own rental? This is Polly in New Bedford. Do either of these own rental properties in New Bedford? Talking about the counselors. I took the risk of investing, buying property in New Bedford, and my properties took uh, my properties look immaculate. And now the government is going to dictate what I'm going to charge or not charge. These two are the perfect example of term limits. Well, I I also think people are getting emotional about the idea of these rent stabilization suggestions and thinking that somehow, you know, I, I liken it to the speed limit and I go, I know I use this a lot as a, as an example, but think about it in this way. Okay. Yes. You can buy a car that will go 150 miles an hour. Technically, according to the, uh, the speedometer, it will go 150 miles per hour. When you bought that car, maybe you could only go 55 miles an hour. I'm assuming you bought a 1980 sports car. So the the speed limit at the time was 55 miles an hour. And just because you could go 150 and you certainly have the right to buy a house at uh, to buy a car that could go 150, you were told 55 is the limit. And then things changed and they said, "Okay, well now 65 can be the limit." And you know that even if it's 65 is the limit, you can push that a little bit. And there's even people that still push to try to get a 75 mile an hour speed limit. So it just means that there is a cap on it. It doesn't mean that because you have a car that can go 150 miles an hour that you're going to go 150 miles an hour. You're going to make sure that you keep your car under that speed limit because you want to do the right thing. And it's the same thing with the rents. You're probably already keeping it at the level where you would do the right thing. So I don't think you have to be concerned about it. 
Why, just because you might not be able to double it if you suddenly felt like it? That's that's what the what they're proposing here. They're not trying to put you at a they're not gonna grab you by the pocketbook and tell you, hey, you can't go any further than this. This is it. You, you know, it's going to be something that is reasonable. Just like anybody who's renting a home should have to expect or an apartment should have to expect that there may be some reasonable rises in the rent. The problem is that in some cases it's not reasonable and there's no mechanism to protect the people from getting involved in the unreasonable. Let's take a quick phone call here. You're next on WBSM. Hi there. How are you? Hi. How's it going? What's on your mind? Good. I just wanted to touch uh, base about a couple things. Um, first with Gilly, I understand Gilly has a history of conflict with city councilors, mm-hmm. um, but I don't believe his experiences or his observations should be discounted. I was at that meeting when Brian Gomes walked across the city council chamber and confronted that person. There's a pattern of people being in power and staying in power and using intimidation to influence citizens and how they participate in government. And it doesn't stop at the city council level. It goes further up. And beyond that, as far as government in New Bedford goes, um, the rent control, I, I understand keeping things reasonable, but government telling homeowners who have upgrades that they need to do to their homes, they're dealing with inflation, the exorbitant costs of energy, utilities, gas, electric. Rent caps are for cities that have excelled and people have, you know, improved their lives in the neighborhood and the, the, the neighborhood's coming up and, and people are getting forced out. Nobody's getting forced out of New Bedford. Everybody from the rest of the state is getting forced to New Bedford because New Bedford already has the most reasonable rent. No, there there are people in New Bedford who have lived in places for a long time who can't stay in the places that they lived in. There was there was a whole art, a whole series of articles about it with New Bedford Light and one for one particular building. I mean, it's been something that's been going on. People who have been in their homes for a long time are now unable to stay in those homes. I don't believe that homeowners and landlords should be punished in that way. Nobody has any idea what type of capital improvements are needed on the building. Nobody has any idea about the bills that they pay. Buildings of a certain size um, need to pay out of pocket for their garbage removal. They don't get a reimbursement from the city about the taxes they pay in for garbage service. Well, I mean, that's why I suggested to Council Burgo that maybe there are some of these incentives. You know, maybe part of this, comp- maybe there's compromise in this where, you know, if, if the rent st- is stabilized, we'll use that term, if the rent is stabilized, then maybe there will be some other benefits for landlords that do so. The quality of New Bedford has already limited the amount landlords can raise their rent. And I don't think that exorbitant raises have happened, at least not in the context of the landlords that I know. And many of them have to pay in full for the utilities. Insurance has gone up based on our whole financial environment. Taxes go up every year in New Bedford. And limitations and restrictions on building codes and improvements. There's all sorts of stuff that nickels and dimes landlords, not to mention housing court and all the, the benefits of the doubt that tenants are provided. 
Sure. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be provided some of those benefits of the doubt, but the court does not take into consideration that these owners have a mortgage to pay. And they're not all raking in money, stacking cash in the bank. They're struggling to make their mortgage with the low rents that they already have. And tenants not necessarily paying the rent that they're supposed to pay. They're, they're forced to, to pay for lawyers, to facilitate evictions. Like, there's all this stuff that isn't being taken into consideration. All right, I just got to hold you there because I'm up against the break, but thank you for the call. Thank you. Have a good day. And thank I do you. have to, oops, sorry, I did it again. I'm the Britney Spears of uh, of hanging up on people. Oops, I did it again. I have to take the break. When we come back, uh, we'll can take some more calls. I know I have another break left in the hour, but we can take some more app chat messages as well. Stay tuned. The local talk rolls on. I'm going to try and get through a, two, a few more of them. Uh, let's see here. Um, we have M in New Bedford who says, Mr. Gomes, all you city councilors work for us, and don't you forget it. We will get angry and question all of you whenever we choose. Again, we voted you all in. We will vote you all out. Uh, let's see uh, what else came in. Not bad in Oak Bluff says the four-year term works, but New Bedford needs to add a recall provision to the equation. Well, that's a whole different can of worms right there. Uh, and also... Oh, Roger, by the way, no problem explaining that. And uh, Alicia New Bedford says, what about property taxes? Will these be in consideration? Landlords may not want to update or invest in maintenance or upgrades and turn our city into a stagnant infrastructure. I don't want the city to turn into a tent city of homelessness either, but people not with people not being able to afford housing, homeowners and renters need to be in consideration. There should be a residency requirement for landlords so we don't have absentee landlords. Again, we talked about this the other day. You can't have a residency requirement for landlords. Um, I know Catherine said that there's some places that are, but I'm I'm challenging somebody to just find one and show me and tell me that I'm wrong because to me it just sounds unconstitutional to say, oh, you ha- you can't own property unless you live in the town. Um, the other part of that, though, is um, you know landlords may not want to update or invest or maintenance or upgrades or any of that. Well, I think that they would have. Uh, incentives for that, as Councillor Burgo was talking. I'm encouraged by the fact that he said that going forward with this, they will include landlords in the discussion. Um, so the the landlords might not have been included in order to get the question on the ballot, but uh, they will be included in the discussion going forward. So there will have some say. Got to take one final break for the hour. Be back in a few moments. Everyone's here before we will give way to the newsroom and then uh, I'm sorry to Bill O'Reilly. And then after that, it'll be Barry Richard with you for the afternoon. And then after that, Howie Carr and then South Coast tonight. Of course, their Friday night shows are always great. So you're going to want to tune in for that. And then, of course, we've got all of our great weekend programming as well. And if you don't get a chance to listen to the weekend shows because maybe you're out running around, well, you can always pop in the WBSM app. It's brought to you by South Coast Towing so you can listen wherever you go. But maybe you got to catch the podcast later. Our weekend local shows now podcast as well. So you can hear Brian's Beat, the Ken Pittman Show, and the Jessica Machado Show all on podcast. Tomorrow there'll be a little bit of a flip. Jess is in for Ken. And then uh, Paul Santos will be in for just tomorrow. So enjoy every sandwich. Have a great weekend. WBSM and W25. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.